0: Welcome back everybody to the Life Showdown Podcast and this is day 25 of 365. Now, today I have something special for you, somewhat traumatic. Uh, I'm going to be showing you guys via audio, listening to you guys, I don't know how to say that grammatically, but we will be listening together to audio clips from the night that I had a very terrible experience and uh if you've been listening then you know it's I a a few nights ago um was in a house the house that we've been in for the past nearly two months here in Costa Rica it's by the beach and there was a tropical storm now, keep in mind, there was a massive tropical storm that was international news, and we just experienced that a couple weeks ago, and it wasn't that bad, so I really uh, wasn't worried. Needless to say, I didn't even it wasn't even in the news. I, I don't even check the news, but it didn't even pass my radar whatsoever. I had no idea. It was just a normal night, and it was raining, but it kept on raining, and it didn't stop raining, and so... What you're about to hear is a sequence of, of messages that I had left with the owner, and you're gonna hear the owner herself replying to me. And I'll narrate in between just for context sake. But as you can see, the emotions start running pretty high. Because in my mind, I'm I'm being absolutely flooded with emotions, with every drop of rain that is entering the house, there's a drop of wild emotion flooding my body. And um, there were two predominant feelings or, or thoughts that were producing feelings. And those were, what do I do? And like solution-oriented. And the other is, is this, going to be the end of me (laughs) like life and death and how do I get out of this and so in the first message you'll hear I'm gonna cue this up right now it was very I I seemed pretty casual you don't hear much emotion in my voice okay I'm just uh, giving some facts and listening to it again they're pretty alarming facts I probably should have been a little bit more emotional but I think it hadn't yet hit me what was going on? So let's listen to this first message here. Hello, Anne. I'm trying to reach you because this whole house is flooding really bad. The whole neighborhood is flooding, actually. Uh, outside, it's coming from both sides from, from the front yard, because everything's clogged in the whole kind of river, and then in the backyard. So now there's, you know, I don't know, an inch and a half already. Of water on your floor uh, but it's coming in pretty fast from both the backyard and the front yard. We were draining it as much as we could in the beginning but uh, now it's just too much. It's just everything's flooding. So I want to know what you think we should do. My three kids were at that time I think uh, I put them on a bunk bed because our plan was really you know, things are getting worse, we look in the backyard, and the the rain was just accumulating, like, it was getting higher and higher, because we had glass doors that we can see out into the backyard, and it's like we were in an aquarium, because we could see the water rising <laughs> inch by inch, it was just accumulating and accumulating. In the front yard, uh, it was also starting to accumulate, which we'd never seen before, So for context, we live right next to a river at the end of a street, and that river is where all the water is meant to go into to then stream out into the ocean because we lived right by the ocean. Problem was, we didn't know it at the time, it was high tide. So massive storm plus high tide equals no place left for this rainwater to go to. And so it was now flooding from both the back Yard and the front yard. And so we were surrounded by an increasing amount of water So let's get to this next message now Hello, Ann This is turning into an emergency Your floor is completely flooded It's up to my ankles. It's getting worse. It's not stopping Uh, I don't know what to do in terms of do we turn off the electricity we might have to go on the roof at this point point definitely it's good it's gonna get up until the beds so I'm not sure if we need to go up onto the roof I need your help please please contact me as soon as you can wait uh, as a father of three and a husband I'm doing a lot of mental calculations and I can tell that you know this is not good <laughs> uh, and I was thinking my wife doesn't know how to swim my youngest doesn't know how to swim so then I my wife suggests, you know, we're going to have to find a way to get onto the roof. Cuz at that point it was just the rain was coming down ceaselessly without mercy and it, you know there's no stop to it and it was flooding so fast. And all I had going on in my head were all those images of places like New Orleans or the Philippines where you see people on the roof of their house with cars floating by and I was Positive that that was going to happen because, at the rate in which this you know water was entering the house, it was like we're going to be flooded in no time at all. So you can hear in that message I was starting to get pretty emotional because I I I was also looking at the water was rising to the point where it was starting to get close to the electrical outlets, and so I was doing those mental calculations. My Wi-Fi is my only way to connect with the owner and to get some sort of guidance. But if I kept on the electricity, then we could all get electrocuted because you know it was going into the fridge and all sorts of stuff. So you could start to hear the desperation in my voice. Uh, so now you're gonna hear the owner's response. Now keep in mind that she's an angel. Both she and her husband are amazing people. I love them, they, they're they awesome. I'll get more into them, but listen to how powerful her message is back to me.
1: Hi Andrew, I'm sorry I was in a meeting. Uh, listen, do not worry about the house. Um, I will suggest you go to the shopping center, the town center in front of uh, Malaga, which is a little higher, and hopefully uh, it wouldn't be that bad. Um, I'm trying to reach out to the area and see what the people are doing. Get into the safety area. The town center is probably the best. Andrew, the neighbors are going to the town center, the shopping center in front because it's getting worse.
0: So yeah, she was an angel and she was keeping in touch. She was, you know, far away, can't help me. Um, But she's in contact with all the neighbors. There's some sort of Facebook page where they all communicate. We found out later that all the neighbors knew about us. And they were like, they knew which house we were in. It's like a pretty tight-knit community. We didn't know that, you know. We said hi to people, but we don't speak Spanish, so we didn't know that they knew exactly who we are, where we're staying, because they know everything. And There's like a community watch, and they were all blowing up the message board, like, where's those gringos and the chino and the three kids? Like, where are those people? And uh, they were all freaking out because nobody knew where we were, so... Um, The owner said, you could hear, go to the plaza. Okay, so that was the plan. Now at this point, we're looking uh, at, we're obviously going to leave. So at this point, we put all of our belongings, like clothes and stuff, into suitcases, put the suitcases on top of the fridge. Because if it's going to flood, at least they could probably float for a while. Didn't really care, whatever, it's clothes, I, all of my electronic goods, like this microphone, my computer, uh, phones, and all of our passports into my bag, which I bought right before coming out here and happened to be water-resistant. Um, and that ended up being such a baller move, by the way. We lost a phone and a computer in the ordeal because water-resistant doesn't mean waterproof. Big difference. Uh, And so there's a lot of moisture that got in. We had to eventually blow dry our passports. They survived though. But, you know, at this point, I put on my backpack filled with all of our material possessions. Uh, I sat the kids down and I told them exactly what was going to happen in a calm voice, working my best to control my heartbeat so that I can control my voice so that they don't pick up that I'm freaking out. And I pick up my middle kid, put him on my shoulders, grab my oldest, and we we walked hand in hand, and my wife grabbed the youngest. And I opened the door, and that water was probably about, uh, I don't know, a foot and a half. It was like above my knee for sure, between, I would say, knee and and waist, so somewhere mid-thigh. And we trekked across water that was going against us, um, and that was that was you know when she her advice was to go to the plaza, and the first person we encountered said, "Don't go to the plaza, go to the shelter." And then the next person we said said, "Don't go to either." And I was like, I just stopped listening to these people because everybody was freaking out, driving around. A lot of people were packing their cars and trying to get out of there. Um, And it was absolute chaos. So I want to play you the last two messages in our interaction. And then I'll summarize after that. Okay, I'm going there. I'm going to turn off all the power officially. And that means Wi-Fi. So uh, we're going to go to the shopping center. I'll talk to you when I get Wi-Fi. I don't have a phone. Okay, bye.
1: Please do so. My husband is like two hours and a half away, but he's driving there in a truck in order to help you. And also, call. I'm gonna call my my cousin and see if we can accommodate you somewhere else.
0: So I don't know if you heard the emotion in her voice, but it sounded like she was crying. And she, at that point, we we didn't communicate with her uh, for the rest of the night because my phone actually. Died. It was a casualty of this event, Um, and so I couldn't contact her. We didn't have Wi-Fi, nothing. And what ended up happening was we crossed the street, and the plaza was open. (laughs) It was crazy. We were in Armageddon. Honestly, thought, end of the world. And we just crossed the street, and we went to a pizza shop. (laughs) And it was open. And it was actually filled up. They were supposed to close at 9 o'clock. And they stayed open extra late because they're all, the entire development where we were staying, the neighborhood, so many people had abandoned their homes and went to the only place they could think of, which was the pizza shop. And it was like a party. People were drinking and eating. We got our kids, you know, were up really late compared to their normal bedtime. And they were sleepy, but... I let them have pizza and even let them have a Coca-Cola. And yeah, we just tried to stay up and figure out what to do next. And basically, we had no options because we didn't know who to talk to. And the plan was to try to sleep in front of the bakery because there was like a bench. <laughs> and so my wife is super smart and she brought a blanket and all this chaos she brought a blanket, and when she suggested it, I'm like, I, Are you crazy? I'm carrying s- kids. Like, we, we don't hooked about a blanket. And she's like, Just shut up and trust me. You know, and I was like, Fine, just bring this stupid blanket. And it ended up being the greatest idea in the world because the mosquitoes were out like crazy and they were biting us all over the place. And so we started, you know, setting up shops, about to sleep in front of our local bakery. Which would have been really awkward And then this old man pulled up out of nowhere And he's like, hey, do you stay over there? And I was like, yeah And he's like, oh, wait a second Do you want somewhere to stay? And I was like, yeah He's like, hold on And he made some calls and then he came back He's like, you want to stay somewhere? And I was like, yeah, we want to stay somewhere And I was like, who? And his English wasn't that great But I was like, who? What? Where? What? Why? What? Who? and he was just like just wait here and then he kept on calling somebody and back and forth and out of nowhere maybe 45 minutes later some lady pulls up and she's like get in (laughs) and she she took us all, all i had two sleeping kids one awake kid and a wife and this lady like an angel was was taking people strangers Uh, well they have their own system right their own network this this uh what is it community watch kind of thing and she was being dispatched by this old guy for all the strays the people that were kicked out of their house and she would just deliver us to somebody else's house uh you know different people's homes that the people weren't there in their homes because these are like vacation homes but they called them wherever they lived and say hey can these strangers sleep in your house?" So I ended up staying the night in some stranger's brand new house and I've never been so happy to see a shower in my life and warmth and just to not be wet even though a shower gets you wet but it's a different kind of wet than being in muddy you know dirty water. So that's what we stayed the night and our the owners of that house like drove us two and a half hours to relocate. Airbnb gave us So far, they gave us, like, a refund in the last week. So now we're staying here in, uh, like, a different place. And they might even replace my phone because it was broken in a natural disaster. So the whole thing was bananas, guys. Anyway, this was a longer episode, obviously. But I just wanted to get a full account of what happened so that I can believe it. So that my kids can remember. And I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, I'll see you tomorrow for a much shorter version of the Life Showdown Podcast. Peace. Oh, wait a second. Last thing. For posterity, this was the 21st day of my 21-day condition. And the whole purpose of my condition was I was kicking up some sand, some cosmic sand, looking for a fight, looking for growth, looking for change. And this was the last day. And this is how it ended. So I got exactly what I wanted in spades. All right, now I'm done. Peace.